With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Kakarot, at last, I found you. No. <laughs> I'm going to steal your babies and become immortal. What if I go power up on a heaven planet and come back and I'll get you? Yeah. <laughs> Kakarot, you think this is my only form? I have 18 forms. My power level is a billion and jibbly flip. Maybe how about I just power up a spear bomb for the next, like, 50 or 60 No! <laughs> also, by the way, the Dragon Balls is grant wishes, so anything can be undone. Fuck you, <laughs> Holy shit, everybody. It's Wizard and the Bruiser, and we're doing our episode. You asked for it, and we had to give it to you. It, we were whipped by several <laughs> giant oiled-up men inside of a tiny little rope. We had to row a boat while also doing the research for this episode. Well, I just got a couple emails. What, what happened to you? I don't know. I, I went somewhere. I took a wrong turn. <laughs> I think. Where do you even get a rowboat? I don't know. No, I was saying it was like a big slave ship. Oh, oh that's and even worse just, than a rowboat. It was like a Ben-Hur. Either way, we're going to do an episode on that later. Everybody, this is the Dragon Ball episode. Oh, my God. Uh, Jake, we all have a past with this show. I feel like if you if you have ever watched anime, mm-hmm. if you've ever liked video games, if you've ever, um, what, anything, if you've liked people powering up uh, and this... beating each other up, then you probably seen Dragon Ball Z or something like that. All day, I was asking people on the... St- I asked my... Uh, I asked the guy making my coffee this morning. I asked my coworkers. I asked people on the train. I asked them all, like, hey, man, uh, who do you like better, Vegeta or Piccolo? And none of them, none of them looked me in the eye and went, like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're all just like, oh, man, Vegeta. Yeah. Like, like, without a blink, it is a uh, worldwide, ubiquitous property. By the way, Piccolo by a mile. I also I also I also believe Piccolo, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um this Dragon Ball is it's <laughs> big it's like Star Wars. It feels like weird talking about it like you don't know what it is Can already. Can I just say I'm afraid of this episode and like the wrath that may be brought upon us oh. by like our own listening community? This well, is the first time I've been afraid of an episode. Uh well, that's the, a huge <laughs> and a huge 
BS! I was a huge Dragon Ball fan yeah. back in the day, and I'm still scared of you people. Every okay? afternoon watching it on Toonami, I remember, uh, we. I think, I think everybody has that experience growing up, that moment they see it for the first time, and it stops them dead in their tracks. It's like, what? The, well, let's, t how about we start by just sharing our own personal relationship with Dragon Ball at a young age? I think that would probably be good for the listening audience. Okay. Um, for me, it was uh, my buddy Pat Daly, which I feel like, I feel like I've talked about before on this show because he introduced me to different things and I, I went to his place after school and he was just like you gotta watch this show I go to his house he puts it on it was uh, at the very beginning of the Frieza saga well actually I don't know if it was technically the beginning of the Frieza saga but it was like right when Frieza like showed up in his first mm -hmm. form um, even though because I know what who's the squad uh, the Ginyu Force the Ginyu Force yeah yeah sh uh, are another force to be reckoned with and then you know you fight Frieza so anyways he's just like this is the deal with this okay I don't know if we were watching wrestling at the same time or not but Dragon Ball is definitely like just straight up Japanese like version of what professional wrestling is very similar um so so anyways he explains to me the show and then all of a sudden every day after school I'm going to Pat's house and we are we are sitting down and watching the new episode of Dragon Ball and keeping up with it to a T. I watched all of the Frieza saga. I watched most of the Cell saga. And then I ended up getting Japanese bootleg tapes of the <laughs> Boo saga because I couldn't wait for them. I had to get these bootleg tapes and watch it with subtitles, um, which was super fun because all of a sudden Goku's saying the word shit and <laughs> stuff like that, which is awesome. And it was like way more violent and over the top. And uh, yeah, I was like really fucking into it, like really, really really fucking into it for for a lot of my school days I how mean, about you bud uh, i mean it's it's terrifying because by the time it came to america dragon ball z was already over yeah it had aired completely in japan so there was it was kind of a kind of like that bat wild west days of old nintendo games and stuff that like we were so far behind japan that the thing we wanted the most in this world was out there you just had to like go to the black market and, like, find a guy. Totally. Because um, also, even when the tapes came out, they were, like, mail-order tapes, like yeah. the DVD sets. Like, you couldn't just go get them necessarily. You had to, like, go find them or mail. Get or, to, or, you had to go through the a catalog or hope that your Suncoast video at your local mall, like, happened to have a copy. That was the thing. I remember one time I was getting weed from this guy that, like, shouldn't have been hanging out with people my age. And I went to his place, and he had all the DVDs, and I was like, whoa, this guy is, like, the coolest guy ever. And he was, like, a manager at, like, the Mellow Mushroom and, like, he uh, lived Mellow in some shitty so apartment. Good. And I was – and looking back and now, I was like, that guy was definitely not the coolest guy ever. Oh, yeah, that's 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 what growing up's about. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's got all the Dragon Balls. So you can watch him anytime he wants to. <laughs> I was part of that anime generation that, like, got into Ranma One Half and, like, that mm. whole Viz catalog, mm. um, which is – we're very – we all grew up to be independent cartoonists. It's We're very sensitive um, – we're all sexually aroused by pigs and pandas. Um, but Dragon Ball was just this, like, this, it was like a, a, a far off continent that you could see over the horizon because it was that big in Japan while I was, like, getting into anime. There was nothing in English for me to, to know about. And it was terrifying because all these characters with these strange physiques and this psycho hair and, like, a, and Tori, Akira, uh, cartoonist Akira Toriyama's character designs kind of bleed into each other. So, like, I'm like, oh, is that this? Or, is that just the same guy in a blue shirt? I don't, under, I don't know what this thing is. Right. And so when it finally finished airing Japan and made its way to America, I just saw it at, like, 5 a.m. during the initial Saban syndication oh, run. Oh, wow. Okay. And 
And Have this, you seen any anime before this? Yeah, time? yeah, By yeah. By the way, this is like baby's first anime for me and a lot of people. Uh, I, I had sure. seen a few anime, but like they were, it was like they were gentler. They were like a little like nothing. There's a reason why it stood out even in Japan. It was on a whole nother level of 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 just energy and power. Yeah, um, and just the serialization and mm-hmm. and the becoming more powerful to take someone down and sort of the building of tension mm-hmm. because you know of course it's definitely like straight up episode vamping by building up power yeah. but it also built up this certain level of tension like we gotta go to Pat's house after school because yeah. I think today's gonna be the day he's finally gonna release that motherfucking spirit bomb that he's been building for like weeks now. This Okay this is this is my impression of every single human being's first episode right. of Dragon Ball. I'm ready for it. Hey, wait, wait, what's it? I thought fucking, I thought I wanted to watch Animaniacs. What the fuck is this thing? <laughs> what's that goofy ass? That's a, what the fuck? What, what, he's just yelling. I don't get what's, what the fuck is it? Oh, oh shit. Oh fuck. Did you just see that? He blew his face right off. He just blew his face off. What the, this is a cartoon? I am like, oh, oh shit. What's he going to, what's that? Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Ah. It was always like that. And you were like, fuck it. I guess I have to, even though I don't even know what this show is, <laughs> I need to immediately tune in the next day to find out what happens. That's like the way that that thing hooks you in. And I was there. You know, I remember the first time because because in the Frieza saga is is the first time, in, within that saga is the first time Goku goes Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember when that shit went down and it was motherfucking awesome. Like, <laughs> awesome. Like, for a bunch of kids, I'm trying to remember how old we were, but I'm pretty sure we were experimenting with alcohol at that point. So I think that we were in high school. That's it's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the thing. That's the thing is it still fucking kicks ass when you were in high school. Yeah. But when you were a kid, yeah, it was next level. It was it was a level of violence and 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 emotion and pathos that was like unheard of. Like there was never an episode of Batman the animated series where like Batman just like fucking screams so hard that he shits his pants and learns how to nuke a planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that never happened. Uh, it was yes, it was on a different level because an albino monster just nuked, Ro- like just blew up Robin. And that's what we needed. Like we, nothing else was doing that. You know, we talk about even Power Rangers and and shows like that. Even even those that kind of were adapted from Japanese shows, but also like. Um, Batman or something like that, like animated shows where good guy fights bad guy. You didn't really have a show that had one bad guy for just weeks on end that you were trying to defeat, and it was just this building of tension and building of like, how are we going to beat this crazy bad guy? And then every time you think you're about to beat the bad guy, he he levels up in a way, he morphs into a stronger version of himself, you know, and you're just dealing with this one fight day after day for 30 minutes at a time always leaving you on a cliffhanger. I mean, it was just a brilliantly concocted formula that just kept people tuning in just episode after episode after episode. And there were fight animes in Japan. Like sure. uh, Dragon Ball Z wasn't the first one to do oh, that. Oh, and I'm talking more about American audiences when I'm referring yeah. to this specific But there's thing. a reason why Dragon Ball Z finally made the leap where like, uh, you know, because there's tons of shit that's super popular in Japan that like comes over here and no like, like Hatsune Miku, the Monster Hunter series. Like there's all sorts of shit that like takes over Japan and we don't care about. Bo- uh, uh, lady body pillow hug- hugging pillows. Oh, my friend, lady body hugging pillows <laughs> has never been hotter. 
I can't go walking down the street without seeing uh, everyone with there. It's like fi- anime girl on a pillow. It's like fidget hunt. spinners and naked women screen printed on pillows. Just all the kids are into it. <laughs> God, I love a fidget spinner, man. So care. why don't we take it back to, to how this whole thing was concocted? It all starts with a baby-faced, adorable, hardworking cartoonist. Oh, my God. Akira, Akira Toriyama. He was, when he was in elementary school, all of his classmates drew, I- imitating anime and manga as a result of not having many forms of entertainment. But he stepped above. He loved to draw manga versions of his friends, and, and he ended up winning a contest at a local art studio for a pick of 101 Dalmatians. How adorable, Jake. <laughs> so he just sort of, everybody was kind of doing it. It was just kind of the thing that, that all the kids were doing. But he just sort of excelled at at what he, at it. And um, ended up, uh, he actually worked at an ad agency for quite some time early on, mm-hmm. and then ended up quitting to pursue the manga industry. And his first story debuted in Weekly Shonen Jump. Now, have we not, have we've talked about Weekly Shonen Jump, right? I think we have. We, I, need, we should definitely, like, kind of cover a little, because Weekly Shonen Jump. We're going to get into the history of manga if we do that. I know. Well, it keeps coming up in everything that happens, but essentially it's just, it's a, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I tried to look into this as much as possible it's a weekly magazine right mm-hmm. where it was pretty much generally running manga strips like dragon ball mm-hmm. uh naruto um there, there there's so many different um what uh it kind of what happens is the same way that we have like tv networks and like lifestyle websites uh there are the the comics industry in japan isn't about individual titles it's about these like very uh targeted uh, channels these these individual publications uh, meant for specific genders on a very very segmented age uh, kind of spectrum. Yes. So Shonen is the young boys young uh, boy magazine. Right. There's also like seinen and all these other different genres. Uh, you know, younger women, older women, older men, like it all kind of blurs together. But Weekly Shonen Jump would arguably be like the most successful, popular of these things, right? It's like being a comedian and having your show on Comedy Central. Yeah, if right. you're a, if you're a cartoonist interested in having a hit manga, you uh, want to be on Weekly Shonen Jump. And uh, they have constant reader polls, and they uh, work very closely with merchandisers. The editors there kind of work like network executives. In fact, uh, Toriyama's editor at Shonen Jump uh, was the guy that actually got his initial contest entry and personally called him and yeah. said, like, yo. He didn't win, yeah. but yeah. But uh, it was Kazuhiku Torishima, ah. the editor at, at Shonen Jump, that, like, understood, like, listen, with like with a little bit of guidance, you could conquer the world. Right. Um, but and this magazine went way back. First released on August one, nineteen sixty eight. Uh, launched by Shu Shuisha Shuisha Inc. Good God, I'm gonna butcher every single Japanese title. The uh, publisher was founded in nineteen twenty five. They were doing uh, World War II, uh, or after World War II, they started a manga line called Omishiro Book, and that led to Weekly Shonen Jump. Um, here's some titles of Weekly Shonen Jump that you may have heard of. Death Note, Yu-Gi-Oh, Hunter x Hunter, Fist of the North Yu-Gi-Oh, Star. Yu-Gi-Oh, you, you Philistine? No, it's not Geo. No. Like Neo Geo, but Yui Geo. It's like my favorite army American cartoon, Gijo. Oh, what is it? Neo Geo? <laughs> that makes no sense. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Bleach, of course, I already mentioned Naruto, and One Piece. I mean, this is like the fucking place to be if you want to do that kind of mm-hmm. anime manga shit. Right. Um, and 
if any, but like Dragon Ball is kind of the er hit. Yeah. Uh, like basically the entire publication's history is them chasing that fucking magic Dragon Ball of a hit because Shonen Jump, as the publisher of the manga, gets a cut of all the merchandising yeah. and licensing so for being the publisher. Made so much money off of that. Well, before Dragon Ball, the first story that debuted by him was called Wonder Island. It ended up being a collection later on of different kind of one-offs mm-hmm. um, that they call Tankoban, our standalone one-off mangas. Wonder Island is a story about after... Uh, <laughs> Funnily enough, in uh, Japanese sort of manga uh, art, a lot of uh, the these stories generally had to do with post-World War II. Uh, who would have thunk it? After being stuck on Wonder Island for 35 years, former World War II kamikaze pilot Nihiso Furusu enlists P-Man to help him finally leave. That was his first ever story in Weekly Shonen Jump. Led to the collection. Um, there was uh, and one story in the collection of Wonder Island that you can actually check out was called Dragon Boy, in which a young boy adept in martial arts named Tanton escorts a princess on a journey back to her home country. Now, he used Dragon Boy and also a story um, called... Uh, Tong Tong or something? Oh, uh, no, I'm I was going to gonna say, I was gonna say um, journey, journey to the West. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Yes, Journey to the West. Um, he combined his ideas for Dragon Ball with the classic Chinese novel, Journey to the West, in order to uh, create Dragon Ball. And boy, have I learned a lot about Journey to the West. Would you like to know a little bit about Journey to the West, Jake? It's a, one of the oldest known stories in yes. human history. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you, But here's the thing. All you really need to know is just that there's a character called Son, Son Goku, the Monkey King. Yes. Who no. is... Uh, fights with a magical staff who is wily and uncouth but can transform himself into various forms and is a masterful martial artist. Yes, and uh, but there and there are some other connections. So if you've seen the original Dragon or, Ball. Or uh, if you watched the uh, opera by Damon Albarn and Jamie Hewlett <laughs> called <laughs> Monkey, you also know about Journey also, to the West. As all, it is known as Monkey <laughs> in, in English-speaking countries as well, the Journey to the West. Um, and, it was, yes, it was created during the Ming Dynasty uh, in the 16th century. And um, it's about a pilgrimage of a Buddhist monk named Z- – Z- uh, I'm going to butcher this – X-U-A-N-Z-A-N-G. Zhang Zhang? I, I, did, I didn't even touch – like the. You Zun don't Zang, need to know about Journey to the West. Zunzang is Bulma. Okay, that's what you need to know. You need to know that Zhu Beiji, the eight precepts pig, that's Oolong in Dragon Ball. Also, Sha Wujing is uh, Yamcha from the original Dragon Ball. That's uh, Friar Sand, a Celestian uh, curtain-lifting general. You've got Just because this- Oolong's a pig and there's a pig in Journey to the West, and just because Yamcha's a desert bandit <laughs> and the other characters are the sand monk, and just because they're... Goku is a monkey boy, and there's uh, Son Goku the monkey. It is 100% and Just inspired. because Bulma is on a holy mission to find the Dragon Balls, and the priest is on his way to deliver Buddhism to the West, doesn't mean there's a parallel completely contradicting the thing that I was trying to cut you off from. <laughs> Yamcha wants to wish to not have a nervous feeling around women. And I love that Oolong, the pig, his Dragon Ball wish is for a pair of panties. Mm. And that's from the original Dragon Ball. Now, all of those things, by the way, are from Dragon Ball, the OG series. 
Now, that might sound like a far throw from what Dragon Ball Z was, and there is a good explanation for that. Now, originally, what... what um, well, uh, if you're going through the manga, and if you are just... If you are looking for the work of Akira Toriyama, the adventures of Goku, there is no line between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. It is like a total reboot situation. Now, now No, I'm saying in the comics, it's not. Oh. It's all just... It, volume 1 to volume 100... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there's all no, Dragon Ball. There's no Z. But what happened was um, while Dragon Ball was airing, it was a hit in the 1980s. Uh, it's a fun anime. It's a fun, like, adventure. There's, like, a little bit of naughty humor. There's, a, yeah, quite a bit of, of humor involved. Yeah, that was what I was getting with, uh, especially with uh, what I was just saying was just that there was – it had this cute level of humor. And we do I do want to uh, backtrack, too, and talk about Dr. Slump, but keep going. Um, so there's a, there's a level of humor. There's world-faring adventures. The villains are kind of bumbling. Uh, Emperor Pilaf and – the Red Ribbon Army are, you know, they have like their serious, more serious moments, but it's kind of silly. It's a, it is a, a ostensibly a comedy adventure manga. Fight, the fighting was influenced by Jackie Chan, who is arguably a very funny, kind of silly martial arts style sort of, right. uh, of uh, but actor. As the series progressed, uh, they uh, Toriyama kept upping the stakes and the threats started getting bigger and bigger. Had and to. there would be a greater focus on the Tenkaichi Budokais, the martial arts tournaments, and the the entire series kind of shifted from this fun kind of deal to just, you know, the Dragon Balls were were kind of, in a way, almost secondary because these huge world threats kind of emerged. Specifically, the Piccolo saga. Yes. Uh, King Daimo Piccolo, the old Piccolo, old evil Piccolo. I didn't know this. By the way, I really like so, Piccolo. Piccolo is uh, on the side of Goku and all those guys in Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know Piccolo was – he loved to do that because Vegeta yeah. ends up doing that as well. But Piccolo was the villain, the main enemy to defeat in the original Dragon Ball series. And then, of course, ends up Piccolo, fighting with Old them. Piccolo straight up kills uh, – uh, well, his, his weird baby uh, – uh, tambourine kills krillin he kills chow su he kills uh master roshi like all the there's a dramatic shift where all of a sudden the stakes get like much harsher and what happened was is the dragon ball anime was kind of losing ratings it was you know it was still a massively popular manga but just like the anime wasn't doing well in the ratings yeah and never really did kind of hit um uh, initially, like like the manga did, and the manga didn't become hugely successful until the Tenkaichi Budokai Martial Arts Tournament. That's when people really got turned on, and that's why, of course, uh, they ended up moving more in the direction of these fights and be and and becoming more powerful. So here's what happened: Kazuhiko Toroshima, who is again the uh, original editor at Shonen Jump, that like was like, ah, oh, this is the kid. This is the, we got him. Uh, <laughs> he had a big cigar in his mouth. He was always he's that. kind of that guy in the story. <laughs> he's that guy, right? Um, and that's kind of his job at Shonen Jump is to guide the talent to, in a direction that will make Shonen Jump more money. Uh, so his idea was to ditch the animation producer and head director of the Dragon Ball anime, who had been with Toriyama's work since Doctor Slump which was another popular comedy series. And I would love to just uh, – wait, I, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Dr. Slump a little well, bit. I, just let me finish. Yes, uh, I want you to finish first. God, it feels – we should go – I want to go back to just talking about how cool muscle boys are. Because <laughs> that's what, like, we can uh, – okay, so. Dr. Slump is a tiny girl robot with yeah, um, roller skates. 
<laughs> and that was that came before Dragon Ball Z. I just love the fact that you look at a picture of Dr. Slump and what that anime manga manga <laughs> anime was and then you look at Dragon Ball Z and you're just like, "Wait, wh- huh? Yeah. How did that but it's like Naughty Dog's story, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. like going from Crash Bandicoot to fucking Uncharted 4, it's, you know? It's going from Crash Bandicoot to The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so in 1989, they ostensibly end the uh, Dragon Ball anime and hire a new team of producers and directors who had all gotten their chops doing high drama action animes yes the uh, uh, team behind saint seiya saint seiya the story that follows five mystical warriors called the saints who wear sacred armors based on con- constellations called cloths and are empowered by mystical energy called cosmo um and yes uh that was it was a yep. uh, kozo morishita was the director and the writer was takao Ko- koyama um they decided to go with um the title z as the uh, last, because they asked Toriyama, yeah, and he it. picked Z because he wanted to finish the series because he was running out of ideas for it. So he thought that it was like from day one of Dragon end. Ball Z, the story of Dragon Ball Z <laughs> is Akira Toriyama being like, "All right, I'm out of ideas," and the production team being like, "Fuck you, you're not. Yeah. We're making all the yen right now." Yeah, it was it was bonkers how far this thing went. He thought it was done. I mean, he actually from the very beginning though, initially with Dragon Ball, he thought it was going to run for like a year, yeah. you know? He thought it was going to it was going to be a flash in the pan essentially. Um Well, Dr. Slump ran for like 4 years. So yeah, we have to talk about Dr. Slump. If you're going to talk about Dragon Ball, you got to talk about Dr. Slump because Dr. Slump was actually a massive hit in Japan before mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. And that's what you got to understand. Dragon Ball wasn't the big breakthrough. Dragon Ball was just the follow-up to Dr. Slump, which was a gigantic, gigantic success. It was also serialized in um, Shonen Jump. Uh, and it was about a little girl robot named Arale Norimaki. Um, she was built to be the world's most perfect little girl robot, but it turns out the, that she was quite naive, brings a bear home as a pet in one issue, as an example. It was a cute, funny, silly knock on Japanese and American mm. culture. It was all just kind of funny commentary on on cultural differences and things, mm. and it was hugely successful. Sold over 35 million copies in Japan. Um, it was the success of Dr. Slump that uh, motivated the team at Enix to uh, enlist Toriyama to be the main character designer and art director of the Dragon Quest games. Ah, yes. So and you have to know this, by the way. We which could... itself then became – like, he was doing fine. He was already a top-tier earner manga artist. He did the design for the Dragon Quest series and also Chrono Trigger both properties of which could have their own episode on this show. They're huge. Oh, that would give me an excuse to finally play Chrono Trigger. Dude, you have to. Have you not played Chrono Trigger? I did not play Chrono Trigger. You really should play Chrono Trigger. Why should I play Chrono Trigger? Oh, it's very good. How good? Tell me. It's a bunch of different endings. There's, oh, there's a Frog King. Wait, what does the Frog King do? He's like really smart. <laughs> you'll love it you will honestly Chrono Trigger I, I, I went back and played in college on an emulator and was pleased as punch with that decision it is a 
fucking phenomenal JRPG. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, he he yeah, he's a part of j- massive properties. In other words, like massively successful properties. So uh, going back to uh, Doctor Slump, it was incredibly successful. Um, but to, uh, even though it was so successful, Toriyama wanted to stop it after about six months because he said it was a self-contained comedy each week. If something didn't work, the author had to change everything. He, he it was essentially a prequel to why he would love working on a show like Dragon Ball Z, where you can just stay the course and just rip them out episode yeah. after episode. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, he he uh, ended up, uh, you know, finally getting out of that show, and, and and he started Dragon Ball like three months later mm-hmm. after Doctor Slump ended, and that's why why he was allowed essentially to do Dragon Ball. Uh, um, he was actively encouraged to do Dragon Ball because, again, main man cigar chomping. Uh, whatever. I already I already closed out of the tab that had his name. His editor at Shonen Jump knew that he was a fan of action of action movies, kung fu movies, Jackie Chan movies, Bruce Lee movies, and knew that he had an eye for kind of physicality and and movement and action. And so he pushed him to have a martial arts based manga, especially with his previous uh, works with Dragon Boy and the Adventures of Tong Pu. Oh yes, the Adventures of Tong Poo. Uh, the Adventures the, of the the Talking Poo. It was actually the <laughs> Mr. Hanky was inspired on it, right? It's just another manga where Toriyama riffs on the trope where there's this like super strong warrior boy and this kind of prissy young woman, and they're on a journey together. And the whole time he's like lifting up mountains, and the girl's like, "Haha, oh my god, you're so strong!" But also, I think you read at a kindergarten level. So, anyways, we go from Doctor Slump to Dragon Ball, and that's kind of our um, Jackson Dak, uh, the Dragon Dak. Dragon Ball is the Jack and Daxter of the, God. Uh, I hope you listen to our Naughty Dog episode because we're all. We're, it's just going to be <laughs> right. And but then we get to Dragon Ball Z, and something really special happens. It is set five years after Dragon Ball. One of the crazy things about Dragon Ball Z from Dragon Ball is very rarely in manga at this point would you have the aging of a character from child to man. Goku goes from being a child to a, to an adult. They aged him up within the run of Dragon Ball in the anime. He comes back as a kind of grown teen. Mm. It's the time jump uh, that delineates Dragon Ball Z is that he is now married and has a child. Ah, like nice. if you if you want to see, I this pissed. Uh, the only reason I'm doing this is because when I was a kid. Oh fuck! I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. When I was a kid, I was super into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z because they finally started releasing the comics, and I had all the VHSs, and I was like obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. And they're like, "Oh, we're going to release the manga," and I was like, "Sweet! Now I get to read some stuff that I haven't seen before." And they just started publishing it from when Dragon Ball Z started. Mm. And I was like, "No, wait! I saw some like fuzzy images in the back of a fanzine that like yeah. there's more like adult Goku stuff in the earlier Dragon Ball stuff. I want to read that. I don't want to wait ten years until all the you know till it comes out." And uh, I wrote my first angry comic book fan letter <laughs> to Viz Communications, along with a sweet drawing of Krillin. Nice. Let it be said, it was a fucking radical drawing of Krillin. Nice. And I said like. Please, I don't want to wait. Can you publish like the Teen Adventures of Goku? Like, I want to read that too. And they're like, as like, what are you talking about? Dragon Ball Z is when he becomes grown up. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no Teen Adventures of Goku. That was their response in the issue huh. of like the single Dragon Ball Z comic. And I was like, oh. And doing research for this, I found out there fucking was. <laughs> There's a whole fucking arc. That's where he fights Piccolo Jr. And that's when they end the series and jump over to Dragon Ball Z. I was right the whole time. Yeah. Vindicated after 20 go. ass years. You wrote a letter, didn't you? 
It's not as dignified as George R. R. Martin's letter to the Fantastic Four, I'll tell you that much. But it was a sweet drawing of Krillin. Yeah, you wrote a follow-up letter like a week ago, didn't you? No, this is, I have my platform now. <laughs> That's right. We can just scream about it on this. Um, so anyways... Uh, the point is, there was older Goku in Dragon Ball the anime. It, ha- it happened. <laughs> I was right. We believe you. I'm not Viz, all right? I believe you. It is Cinco de Mayo when we're recording this. I, I'm 90% tequila Isn't right now. just the shit that happens, though? Because you're a little kid writing a letter. They're just like, they don't even look into it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so Dragon Ball Z is immensely successful. It runs for 291 episodes. Uh, set five years after Dragon Ball. It's the whole Saiyan storyline is introduced with Raditz and Nappa and Vegeta. Um, they end up teaming up with Piccolo, all that good stuff. And Which, by the isn't that like the ultimate I'm out of ideas move? Is like, fuck it, we're going to space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and fuck th- it. Because, you know, after after like the Ten, Tenkaichi Budokai tournament and everything that happened mm-hmm. there, they were essentially just put into a situation where it was like, well, we're. We're the strongest people on Earth. Yeah. I guess extraterrestrials. And a lot of what happens in Dragon Ball, by the way, is based on um, getting backed into a corner and then saying, oh, fuck it. Like, literally, like, the reason why people would power up, let's say Frieza, for example. Frieza would, like, power up and then go into a different form and Mm -hmm. have a totally different look. These sorts of decisions were made because he was just sick of drawing Frieza <laughs> in his current state and was like, how do I simplify this design so I yep. make the so I can just draw it more easily for the show? So many decisions were made like that. One of the famous, I mean, Akira Toriyama is on the record multiple times about how he is forgetful and gets tired of shit and is, can be a little lazy. The, su- the entire point of Super Saiyans is that he says on like in interviews I was tired of coloring in Goku's black hair every fucking panel so I just made him blonde. Yeah, there <laughs> like, you go. It was it was a, a lot of that sort of sort of decision making which makes so much sense Jake in hindsight. A lot of people talk about how there's a lot of plotting consistencies. I mean, especially in Dragon Ball Z where there's so many moving parts and so many kind of like reality distorting pieces in movement. Mm-hmm. That like, oh, well, why didn't you use these Dragon Balls to wish those Dragon Balls back to life? Or like, why didn't you use this technique to do that? And it's just because Akira Toriyama was just fucking, he didn't pay attention to the past. He just had the blank sheet and a new deadline in front of him. And in a, and famously, a lot of big mangas, a lot of like huge moneymaker like properties like uh, Naruto, like uh, One Piece, have a team of like lots of assistants. It's It's kind of the little known secret is that for every like single creator of a manga, there's an entire team of people doing the screen tones of like finishing the inks of like drawing in the backgrounds that help it come out every week. And Akira Toriyama would only have himself and maybe, maybe one assistant with him when he was making all this stuff. He was the epic center of a multi-billion dollar anime, movie, TV show, audio drama, toy like line and he was doing it on his own with his own hands with his tools now a lot of that had to do with the fact that dr slump mind you was not a very successful adaptation to anime it didn't do quite as well as it did on the manga and so when dragon ball went into production as an anime he took it upon himself to be much much more hands-on and uh that was definitely a big part of why the anime was so successful and why when he was hands-off in a certain movie we'll talk about in a little bit uh why that ended up being a horrible fucking disaster boy 
boy, I loved watching clips of that movie earlier today. Um, oh, God. Uh, this is... Uh, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so he enlists these new directors. The show's a big hit. Um, let's talk a little bit now about... Um, and you're going to have to walk me through this a little bit, Jay, because it seems like you have a better handle on it. The way I that... A, I barely have a handle on consciousness right on now. On anything, right? The way that this was adapted to America and American audience. Now, it was a bit of a failure at first. It was originally um, dubbed over for uh, Fox Kids, right? Okay. okay. And by the way, crossover Saban Entertainment comes into the picture. Power Rangers and Beetleborg's own Saban Entertainment. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is where things get. Uh, get this is this is where I kind of like had my mind open. If you are a longtime Dragon Ball fan, you know all of this already, and I'm sorry for getting it. Getting uh, I think they like to have it right. rehashed. Jake, so please. Funimation is a company that we all. If you are a fan of anime, you are very aware of it. They were you know the logo that was shown before and after every episode of Dragon Ball. Uh, they are a massive production company that kind of turns it's kind of that and Crunchyroll are the two venues through which Americans receive anime and they've actually joined up they are a huge you know they make millions of dollars off of the off of anime properties and they were started by a Japanese guy in Texas named Jen Fukunaga uh, I thought you were going to say something like Howdy Man no um <laughs> he was a he was a Texas businessman this is legit. Yeah. His uncle worked for Toei Animation, who made Dragon Ball Z, oh. and was there in Japan watching as Dragon Ball Z was taking over his country. And so he like figured out that nobody had bothered to adapt it for America because it was, uh, uh, at the time, uh, um, you know, besides Voltron and like Robotech, it was still kind of hard to get uh, anime popular in America. It was still like kind of, you know, people were scared that it was too violent. People were scared that the animation quality was too bad. People were scared that, you know, there's just only so many like pagodas and weird sushi. Like people were, it was still an age where like sushi was an exotic, gross food that Americans wouldn't recognize. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, American TV companies were extremely paranoid about bringing Japanese shows to America because it was too foreign. But. Uh, Nagafumi Hori, who was, again, Jen Fukunaga's uncle, was like, this is literally a billion-dollar child mind destroyer, <laughs> and just, like, called him up and was like, yo, nobody is on this. Get your shit together and buy the rights to this thing, which I, it's, like, it's the anime equivalent of insider trading almost. Yeah. So Fukunaga uh, got a hold of his co-worker, Daniel Kokenoffer, Fukunaga, again, the Japanese guy whose uncle called him and was like, you got to invest in this monkey fighting anime. <laughs> you hear this music? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Back to the yeah. Future. Like. <laughs> the ja hey, uh, Chuck. Jen <laughs> walks up to his co-worker. Jen, who a Japanese-born guy living in Texas, is, walks up to his co-worker and is like, hey, have I got an investment opportunity for you? Kokonoffer convinces his family to sell the uh, feedlot that they own a cattle feedlot, a Texas cattle feedlot. <laughs> they sell it to get the money to start a corporation called Funimation, Fun wow. Animation, to buy the rights to Dragon Ball. Oh, no shit. 
And that's their sole business is we're the people who own the rights to Dragon Ball in America. Which ends up being 100% the only business you need to be in. Uh, <laughs> like at that point. So now they have this property. They see in Japan that it is just gold on toilet paper. And uh, they don't know how to get it in, in front of American eyeballs. So they enlist the help of Saban Entertainment, which had already had some, uh, minor success importing Jap. This was... This wasn't. This was like a little bit before uh, Power Rangers was in full effect. But you know they, or maybe it was. I mean, Power Rangers. I think was, it's before because I think they it, Saban ended up actually dropping Dragon Ball for uh, because, to go make Power Rangers. Okay, uh, but Saban. Uh, a lot of like, if you remember, like the weird like anime one-offs you'd watch on HBO in the eighties and nineties. That was Saban. Yeah. Um, Saban gets the syndication deal. This is when I watched it in early mornings. Okay. And with uh, and in, in ninety six and to ninety eight, this, yeah. this was the run on Fox Kids, right? Saban enlists the help of a uh, media group called uh, Ocean Entertainment, and this is the Ocean Dub, which is uh, when I hear Goku's voice, I hear that voice. Hmm. Uh, when I hear the theme song of Dragon Ball Z, I hear uh, Shuki Levy's music and Ron Wasserman's iconic theme. Uh, I think. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's can we hear that now? Rock let's that dragon! Rock the fucking dragon, please, for the love of God! Dragon, rock the dragon, dragon balls! Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, Now, you might uh, another crossover thing because we're talking about Saban. C -c 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 crossover. Oh, I like. We gotta get. We have to have a soundboard like a real DJ. Well, if, I, I hope you're saying this right now. Ron Wasserman and Jeremy Sweet. Also, the writers of a very popular theme song that we've heard on this show, and we're gonna hear it again right fucking now. Whoa! These guys ripped them open, man. <laughs> I want to see these dudes live. <laughs> If you heard rockin' guitars, you heard a, sh a Saban Entertainment, Ron Wasserman guitar like. All right, that's all right. It's fine. Let's go, go, go power. There's a, if you associate <laughs> certain audioscapes with being pumped up in 12 years old, that's because they were all made by the same people. Right. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, they released this in first-run syndication, which means that it was available to individual television network affiliates to air during times where their like main networks didn't have something slotted. Uh, the same kind of slots where infomercials show up, local news, uh, like regional kids show, like Fucko the Clown. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so when you actually got to see Dragon Ball Z was rare was you know it varied from district to district you didn't know when it was supposed to air it was kind of this weird secret um saban also was not shy about cutting down on content and editing things out to make things palatable for american audiences my personal theory is because a lot of these regional uh, affiliate tv affiliates oftentimes were super religious so uh that's why in dragon ball z in the two season run that kind of like launched it is why like the t-shirts that say hell 
now say HFIL and they don't, it stands for the home for infinite losers. <laughs> like when Goku dies and falls off Snake Way, he doesn't go to hell. Huh. He goes to the home, home for, for infinite, infinite losers. losers. Jesus and God. when all these like super villains are firing like energy blasts with murderous intent, uh -huh. they don't say, I'm going to kill you or prepare to die. It's always, I'm going to send you into another dimension. <laughs> and like characters are like, no, he just got sent to another dimension because you can't kill people on a kid's cartoon. Right. Um, unfortunately, uh, Saban got kind of sidetracked with Power Rangers. I think, yeah, they went off to go make their own. They wanted to make their own stuff. Um, and uh, but Funimation, you know, kind of, kind of having like, oh well, I guess you know it, we earned a little bit of money, but it, I, eh, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, kind of just gave up on it and let Cartoon Network have the rights to the uh, Dragon Ball Z episodes that they had dubbed. Yes, and they started running on August 31st, 1998, and the, in the afternoon block uh, called Toonami. And oh, it was so successful that they resumed production on the dub. The new dub was censored less and redubbed by Cartoon Network's in-house cast. It was Funimation. Uh, Funimation did not have the money to rehire the Ocean Dub people and, like, fly them in and, like, move all the pieces to get them together. So they just basically enlisted local talent from Texas to uh, redub the thing very quickly. They churned out a lot of episodes extremely quickly. They got rid of the uh, Shooky, Levy, Saban, Wasserman backing track and enlisted Falconer Studios or Falconer Productions. And it is a huge huge debate in the Dragon Ball Z community whether or not you liked the Rock the Dragon intro or the uh, Toonami uh, Funimation intro, which this one might actually sound more familiar to you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hold on, wait. Either way, ripping guitars. Wait, wait. Where's the riff? I need to hear the riff. Wait. Oh, come on, wait, where is it? I remember this. I remember this. Anyway, so... Oh. That's when Goku's voice changed to the uh, current voice of Goku. All the voices, for the most part, that we hear in movies now and in the uh, Dragon Ball Super dub and, like, everything that has happened since was from this initial Funimation uh, team that was hobbled together super quickly because Funimation did not expect that two years after they made this huge risk to bring Dragon Ball into America, Dragon Ball Z specifically, into America, that Finally, it would it would catch just massively. Which, so now we're at like 1998. Mm -hmm. So like Dragon and Dragon Ball Z is like long been over. Yeah, long over. And you can get all of it. Like I said, I mean, I got mm. a bootleg tape way before the Boo saga mm. even landed on Toonami. I watched the entire thing uh, via like a weird old like bootleg ta VHS tape. So. Uh, Here's why I think. Wait, well, are we? Are, let's keep going history wise. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so the Dragon Ball Kai happens um, mm -hmm. as well. And the 20th anniversary, there was a revised version. They did improvements and corrections and and things like that. Um, it's also where they like went back and like redubbed the older uh, 
ocean episodes that like in theory they didn't need to but now it's more consistent right you've got to understand too if you've never seen this show you have to understand i have to lay this out very plainly like nothing would happen in an episode a lot like a lot like literally an entire episode would just be someone going for like literally an entire half an hour would just be a person going like just trying to just become more powerful so that they can take down the evil person or it's literally just like two people would just be sort of very quickly punching each other or there'd be like a very high stakes confrontation that was like right around the corner but like Akira Toriyama literally was like they were making the anime as Toriyama was drawing the manga so like they needed just time to like catch up and have enough story to use so they would just be like all right i know you care about this but hear me out what if this week we just follow captain ginyu if he was in bulma's body (laughs) that'd be wacky (laughs) or like hey listen i know like there's a cell saga or whatever and like uh, what if piccolo got his driver's license (laughs) oh that'd be silly (laughs) the piccolo driver's license episode is actually pretty great somebody on facebook was like i very much hope you this is mentioned at one point in this episode so i'm glad you just mentioned it what's the his t-shirt says something real dumb like cool boy or something (laughs) it's very funny vegeta's shirt says bad man a pink polo a pink Short sleeve button down. This is bad, man. I know that it's it, it it spawned uh 15 films, uh, which which uh, a few of them I saw. I believe I saw the tree post of Might. boy. What a dumb thing to say on Piccolo <laughs> shirt. Uh, the animes were actually created alongside the uh, the movies were created alongside the uh, anime run by the same Toei Animation Company, ah. and the uh, goal was to have two movies a year. One for the spring break when kids were off at school and one for summer vacation when kids were off at school. So there is a ton like of uh, anime movies that Dead were created. Dead Zone, The World's Strongest, The Tree of Might, Lord Slug, Cooler's Revenge, The Return of Cooler, Super Android 13, The Legendary Super Saiyan. Oh, you're talking about Broly, the yep. best character? <laughs> Bojack Unbound, Broly Second Coming, uh, Bio Broly. Who the fuck is Broly? Uh, Broly is uh, uh, following the same tradition of uh, naming people after vegetables. Uh, he's Broccoli Broly. Um, and the point of Broly was uh, one of the writers. These were all written by uh, Toei staff, not by Toriyama, but Toriyama would submit designs and everything. Gotcha. So, like, these were the people that were fans of Dragon Ball, cared about Dragon Ball, and got to, like, kind of push the boundaries in ways that Toriyama didn't. So, like, Broly is just fucking, like, dark psycho steroid Saiyan. <laughs> he's, like, the bane of... He's doomsday Saiyan. Ah, <laughs> he's, like... Gotcha. He's just, like, this jacked psychopath that is just even stronger than strong, and he just spends every second on screen screaming, being fucked up, and being four times bigger than anyone else. Fusion Reborn, Wrath of the Dragon, Battle of Gods, and Resurrection F. Also, 57 video games. Yeah. Um, that was also me turning into Bill Cosby. Fucking 57 video games. A currently, lot of people actually got into the series through the video games. Currently, Dragon Ball Xenoverse on all consoles and PC, and I've actually heard it's all right. Yeah. Uh, and, and You can lo- play as a lady boo. Uh, yeah. I, I remember getting some, like, Super Nintendo, like, or rather Super Famicom, like, ROMs, uh, fighting game ROMs, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, like yeah, those Dragon Ball emulating. fighting game ROMs oh, on an emulator yeah. were super great. So many fighting games came and out And you of could this. play as, oh, that was another thing. You were playing as characters that you hadn't, you seen, hadn't yet. seen yet. And it was like, what? And you were, like, trying to get plot points from it. So, so the, the- Vegito? What the fuck's a Vegito? Is that, <laughs> like, a burrito? So, 
hugely successful after Dragon Ball Z finally ends. Um, the next thing to happen is Dragon Ball GT. Now, this was not. Don't the, even acknowledge it. This Don't even fucking thing. acknowledge it. I'm acknowledging it. it right now in here, Jake. It's not canon. Jake is trying to pull me from the microphone. Jake, Jake, stop pulling me from the microphone. I have to acknowledge this. If, no, if we it must was, let it die in the silence of history. It was not based on Toriyama's manga. G- give me that paper. Sequel. Give me that paper. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know about Dragon Ball GT if it wasn't for that godforsaken paper. Um, Goku is turned back into a child. I remember watching the first like episode or two of the of it. I think it might have been another bootleg tape that I. Everyone's received. old, and they gave them mustaches. It was, it was weird. Bad. It's bad and weird, and uh, it was kind of n- noted that it was sort of this weird. Um, well, I guess this is all kind of the downfall of Dragon Ball because uh, you got GT Dragon Ball Super. Is that any good? Um, it came it, out in 2015, right? It and it it vacillates between like pretty rad and like what the fuck is happening it's right after goku defeated majin buu uh there's a lot of cool uh there's a lot of cool shit that they do in dragon ball super if you want like a um he literally becomes a god goku in battle of the gods <laughs> they ascend to super saiyan god level to fight beerus the cat god of destruction um and to summon the god state they hold a seance with all the saiyans but they, the ceremony requires like six, and there's only like five. A seance. Yeah, it kind of. I wonder, <laughs> I, like Toriyama's that fond of puns that maybe <laughs> that was why he did it. Um, and they can't find a sixth one until Gohan's wife admits that she's pregnant. And so there is a sixth fetus. Oh. Uh, it's bad. Um, it's fun. It's neat. Uh, if you actually, if you don't want to watch all of Dragon Ball Super, there is look up like cool fight scenes. There's one where like uh, in another tournament. Uh, Krillin and Goku fight each other and it's like super rad it gave me a case of the feels also uh, what they did with making Super Saiyan God level and Super Saiyan blue kind of like settled a question that was always kind of icky which was in this story a bunch of like Asian dudes show that they've like ascended and are better by getting blonde hair and blue eyes yeah it's, yeah totally. it's finally i'm superior like it's weird it's I mean, that is weird yeah but i mean they have to change in some way i mean it makes sense yeah. you know they would so, change to be opposite they had black hair you know? let's get into the appeal let's just talk about like we're we're it was let's just talk about like the legacy and like what Dragon Ball Z means in your heart, and then also the shitty movie, or are we just gonna which? Not? Oh, yeah, it was a shitty movie. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. You know what? Let's have a separate, a fucking like, let's riff tracks it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna we'll show that. up to your house with a bottle of tequila, and we will have the <laughs> microphones blaring, and it's, there'll be a bonus episode. It's sad. It's just sad. I mean, I did a like a vague amount of research on it. It is just a sad story about that whole movie. So we'll talk about it. That'd be actually kind of fun. Let's yeah, do we'll a watch tracks. along. We will rip tracks Dragon Ball Evolution. You guys heard it first right here on the show itself. So yeah, um, uh, as you were saying, talking about kind of the legacy and everything that it had. Well, I mean, first of all. You know, we talk about how, you know, we talked about how in the Cowboy Bebop episode, like, that was the gateway for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But um, really, that's kind of like the later in life gateway to anime for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. But Dragon Ball Z is the first stop, I feel like, on the way to anime town for uh, anybody in in their teens. You know, I mean, it's just the place to go. I'd say Dragon Ball almost, like, it, it transcends anime. You, like, people that would never even care about Cowboy Bebop 
or anything Japanese culture still watched that shit because it was so addictive. Yeah. It took place in this kind of weird vacuum where, like, the show didn't take place in Japan. They were never really, like, you know, it was none of the people had to go to high school. All the cars were, like, this... Fuck, Akira Toriyama does amazing vehicle designs. Like, all the little hovercrafts and motorcycles yeah. designs are fucking cool. Everything he draws, I'd be like, fuck, I want to ride in that. And you could also, you could jump in if you had, a, you might want the help of, like, one bro dude yeah. saying, like, this dude's this, this dude's this, that lady's this, and that dude's this. And you were like, okay, I am in. Like, Dragon Ball Z series literally came to America in media res. Like, it is, there's there was no jumping on point. It's just, yeah. like, grab on, fuckers. There it is. You have to fight Frieza. Let's do it. Uh, and like and like professional wrestling, there's like uh, the matter of strength and yes. like power and kind of feeling powerless and growing and like and kind of like again like Wonder Woman also like being bound and constrained and hopeless and just like raging through it and breaking through and beating down the obstacle that you thought you couldn't surmount is such an addictive universal emotion absolutely like i have one last video just like this is goku screaming his ass off as he turns into super saiyan level three. Hell yeah this is what being 13 years old feels like <laughs> this is what the male psyche is this is this is it like if you like it's dumb but fuck it we're human beings we're just screaming and exploding all the time <laughs> yep i can't i couldn't say it better than than that myself uh that this show is uh just such a obviously means so much to so many people it is maybe the number one like you guys need to do an episode on this i'm so glad we finally got to <laughs> Um, I think that everybody uh, deep down has has a weird love for this show, including myself, even though there's so many things about this show that I, I, I find to be completely ridiculous. Like just just some. You Nobody know. questions why Goten looks exactly like Goku. That's not how <laughs> like, babies work. But but there, there's just there is something about it that, that you can hang your hat on. And I do feel like I'm going to be I'm going to go through like a weird old man dragon ball phase you know like again at some gonna, point in my life i'm basically paraphrasing a friend of mine's stand-up joke evan valentine if you're listening you're a good friend and i love you um but like i'm gonna be on my deathbed <laughs> and i'm gonna like call my i'm gonna call you on my deathbed and be like hold in hold in my time is near i just i just want to i just want to ask you remember when Piccolo did special beam cannon and it went fucking through Raditz into Goku? And he was like fucking like, ah, oh, I'm so glad I'm killing my f Goku. And Goku was like, ah, it's the only way. How fucking badass was it? My old friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't say it better than my, <laughs> myself. Well, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this Dragon Ball episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you like our show, please rate and review it on iTunes. Every oh, little wait, bit wait, helps. Wait, Holden, though. If you do like our show, rate and review it on iTunes. Yes, if you do like it. That's the thing, though. If you like our show, you should you should probably open up the iTunes app <laughs> on your phone right now and write a positive and review of it. immediately rate and review it. It helps us so fucking much. We've already gotten some really cool feedback and good things coming in by by the ranking that we've received on uh, Games and Hobbies, which is uh, it pops up into the top 20 all the time. Um, uh, follow me, Holdenator's Ho, on Twitch. I am now streaming like semi-full-time, kind of sort of full-time. 
Jake? Go to at bestjakeyoung on Twitter and uh, dorkly.com where you can see videos and fun things that I help make. What's the name of the Muppet at Dorkly? Uh, Jared. I've had uh, dudes on Twitch recently be like, um... Is Jake the voice <laughs> of that puppet? And I'm just like, yeah, dude. They're like, that is awesome because huh. they didn't know. They just yeah, were yeah. like, that voice sounds insanely similar, uh, familiar to me. <laughs> so, anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and have a great day or night. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to CaveComedyRadio.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 